Everyone, I am back from my break. I took off the weekend, but we are back. This is Basket Bros. My name is Brian, and today we got a great episode for you guys today. We're going to talk about my take on NBA super teams and how they affect the NBA. We got my NBA power rankings coming up, and we got another segment coming up, and it's going to be a surprise. We're going to have a surprise segment today, either today or if I feel like it may be tomorrow. But that segment is going to be a surprise because I think that the title will kind of ruin it, kind of ruin the whole segment. So let's just get into the show. So the first segment tonight is going to be about my take on super teams and just the the history on super teams, really, to get you guys updated on what really started this whole trend in the NBA. So it all starts back to, yes, 19. 19- 96 with the Houston Rockets. A lot of people think that the 2008 Celtics started this trend, but really, it was when Barkley joined Drexler and Olajuwon in Houston. And, you know, all all these players were past their prime, so to speak, but I mean, Barkley joined a team and averaged 19 and 13 for them. I mean, they just recently won two championships. So, this was not just a, like, maybe how you'd say, an old, a bunch of old guys just playing and getting some, try to see what happens. No, these guys were Hall of Famers. Usually, Hall of Famers aren't horrible when their career ends. You know, unless they stay till 41 like Vince Carter where he's only averaging around 6 points a game. Barkley was averaging 19 and 13 in that 96-97 season. That team was stacked. And I think that's a super team. Obviously, they didn't win anything. Didn't work out for Barkley as he went ringless for his career. And now, super teams really didn't start back up until, yes, the 2008 Boston Celtics when Danny Ainge traded for Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen and combined them both with Paul Pierce a scoring machine out there drafting Rajon Rondo and really it was a big four a lot of people say the big three and it it was a big four Rondo was a walking triple double back then and that team was scary and it got LeBron scared as they won a championship in 08. You know, they Kevin Garnett got hurt in 09. That's why they didn't really do anything in 09. The Magic ended up advancing. But in 2010, the Celtics went back to the finals. They did lose to Kobe. Kobe was dominant that series. That was an amazing series to watch. But, uh, you know, the Celtics were definitely one of the best super teams in history. You know, my definition of a super team is not a team really of, I think it's more of a team that drafts a couple good players or maybe even a great player and adds on a player via trade or free agency. That's my definition of a super team. I feel like super teams can form in the draft, so to speak, with the 73 and 9 Warriors, but that's really, really unlikely. Like, that's why I'm not considering 
the San Antonio Spurs into this super team type deal because they didn't go out and sign Tony Parker or Manu. No, those guys were all Greg Popovich creamed and cropped into these players that formed the championship mindset that they had. And obviously drafting Tim Duncan. So that's why I'm not including them in this, if you guys are wondering. So now we're going to go to 2011, where Miami signs Chris Bosh and LeBron James. Well, they already had Dwayne Wade. You know, Dwayne Wade was, oh my god, Dwayne Wade in 06 with Shaquille O'Neal. That, that Dwayne Wade was amazing. MVP. Dwayne Wade should have an MVP. One of those seasons, he really got snubbed. And, you know, Dwayne Wade add, adding the best player in the league at the time and still the best player in the league, LeBron James, with a Chris Bosh who was expanding his range to become a really just a dynamic threat offensively while averaging around a couple blocks a game. And he's going to get to 10 boards. Chris Bosh, fide superstar then on the Raptors, moves to Miami to go play with Dwayne Wade and LeBron James. That is a super team. They win two championships there. Then LeBron leaves. And I'm leaving this up to you guys. Was Cleveland Cavaliers a super team? Because, yes, in the East, that was a super team with Kyrie Irving, Kevin Love, and LeBron James. But... I mean, to teams out west, it really was an average, pretty average team. I know they won the championship, but that was because of LeBron James. Ain't no Kevin Love was helping that shit. That was all LeBron James. Kyrie Irving, yes, he helped. But two players isn't a super team. Kevin Love didn't really step up then. Kevin Love has been better now. He's playing at all-star, if not star-level talent now. But at the time, Kevin Love was not really playing up to his potential. And then, so that's why I'm leaving it up to you guys. But then we have the 2016 Warriors who add Kevin Durant after a 73-9 and season. And that team goes on to win back-to-back championships. They're still together, and they just added DeMarcus Cousins. And that's just insane to me. That is not even a super team. That's an Olympic gold medal team. I don't even know what the NBA is even doing. Like, Adam Silver, get on your shit. Do something about that. Because it's pissing me off. So those are the super teams that I can remember. Those are the super teams that have really impacted this whole strategic situations for all these teams who are trying to add pieces via free agency and through trades. I could see the teams like the Bucks, uh I could see teams like the Wizards, I could see teams like uh the Lakers and the Rockets being super teams if they add that extra guy that one extra guy they need an all-star not just like a lower level all-star talent they need a high all-star talent maybe not the Rockets but all the other teams I listed need that high all-star talent 
So those are some honorable mentions. Um, I think that the Boston Celtics right now, they're looking like a super team in the East. They really are. That's that's the whole Cavs situation, I think, right there. 2015 Cavs. Um, you know, the Boston Celtics have Gordon Hayward and Kyrie Irving. You saw what they did in the playoffs without them. So this isn't really a super team. It's more of a super deep team because they got eight guys that can go out there and start for any team. Any team. And... I mean, except the Warriors. <laughs> it's the only team, I think. But, uh, yeah. The 2018 Celtics, they're looking like a super team to me. If they add an extra guy next season or this season and DeMarcus Cousins leaves Golden State, they become the favorites in my opinion. That's just my take. So, what do I think about these super teams and what happens when super teams are formed in the NBA. Well, to be honest, I really am, I have mixed emotions about this because when you have teams like the Golden State Warriors, even Warriors fans must get bored of seeing them just keep winning NBA championships. I mean, I could see a team like the Celtics or a team like the Rockets, or a team like uh, the 2015 Cavs, or even the 2015 Warriors. I could see those teams being super teams. Those are those are competitive. That's what makes the league great. I could see. I like seeing five really good teams, super teams, go at it for an NBA championship. But right now, we have a super mega team in the Golden State Warriors, and then you have super teams. So they're not even competing with them. They're not even on the same planet as the Golden State Warriors. So I do like the concept of super teams. I just don't like the concept of the Golden State Warriors. I don't think any NBA fan does. I don't even think Golden State Warriors fans do. Let me know. Because the Golden State Warriors are just killing us. You know, we don't know what DeMarcus Cousins is going to do to that team. But... <laughs> If something bad happens, they could just cut him. They're still going to win the championship. They could cut Klay Thompson. They're still going to win the NBA championship. That's what I think. Uh, super teams. I really don't like it when your team could go either last place or first place. I know it makes the, 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 it exciting, but it makes it nerve-wracking. Like... You're stressing about every single regular season game because you don't know if your team's going to have a good year or a bad year. At least when you have a super team, you know you're going to succeed. I'm talking about the MLB here where your team could go and win the World Series one year and then the next year all your guys could have an off year and you're stuck at the bottom picking first in the MLB draft. I don't want the NBA to fall to that. I'm not saying that. The super mega team concept with the Golden State Warriors and super teams trying to fight out below them to see who can lose in a sweep in the world in the world championship NBA finals. That's what I don't like about the NBA. That's my take on super teams. Six zero three five six zero four nine seven nine is the number. Call it. Let me know what your take is. Let's hear some calls. I actually have get beginning some calls. 
from you guys and I've had some great conversations with you guys. Um, you guys have told me you didn't want to be on the, the air. A couple of you, a couple of you said that you're fine with it and you even gave me an Instagram page, usually fan pages. So I know you guys are probably trying to get clout. I'm fine with that. I'm going to probably do a segment soon, maybe in a week or two on just your phone calls. I have a paper in my room written down all the phone calls I've had. I've had all the suggestions. I've been trying to use them. You guys have been helping me a lot. So thank you guys. I'm just trying to be better at my job and I just want to succeed and you guys are really helping me. So thank you. Let's get into my next segment. This is going to be the last segment of the night, guys. We have my NBA power rankings and my number 22 team for the 2018-2019 NBA season is the Cleveland Cavaliers. So this is the starting lineup for them. They got George Hill starting at point guard. They got J.R. Henny Smith starting at shooting guard. Kyle Korver at small forward. Kevin Love at power forward. And Tristan Thompson at the center. Obviously, the biggest difference you're going to see here is Kyle Korver instead of LeBron James in a Cleveland Cavaliers uniform. And that move literally dropped them probably 15 spots. That's really bad. And it's amazing that one player can do that to one team. That's how great LeBron James is. Um, So... Here is why they're my number 22 team. A lot of people can see them being higher, but I don't really see it. So uh, they were 50-32 and 32 last season, and they're obviously not going to get that again. You're losing LeBron James. You're adding nobody. You're adding Colin Sexton, okay? That's not LeBron James. So I could see them dropping around 15 to 20 games difference from last season. But it all depends on these things. I mean, is Kevin Love going to be Minnesota Kevin Love? Is he going to be 26-12 and 12 again? MVP candidate again. Mr. Guy who got 30 points and 30 rebounds in one game in Minnesota. Is he going to be that again? And I don't really have a lot of faith in it. I, I, I love Kevin Love as a player. He has his own team. It's going to be great to watch. But I, it's just, I don't know if he can lead this team like LeBron did. That's all I'm saying. I mean, those Timberwolves teams weren't winning games. They didn't make the playoffs ever. So I think Kevin Love's going to get his stats, obviously. But they're not going to make the playoffs with Kevin Love leading that team. He is not going to be LeBron and carry that team. I mean... We have, they have Colin Sexton, too. If he goes out and has a Donovan Mitchell or Ben Simmons season, okay, I can see them in the playoffs, but I really don't see that happening. Colin Sexton, you know, as great potential as he has, he's not going to step up into a Kyrie Irving-type role his rookie season and come out and average 20 points for you guys if you Cleveland Cavaliers fans think that's going to happen. It's really not going to happen. You guys need to really smarten up and know that it it's on average takes around three to four years to develop a rookie into his full potential, or you can actually see his full potential in the in the mirror. And Colin Sexton, I don't think is going to have a breakout season like that. The only person I could see having a season like that would be Luka Doncic, a Marvin Bagley, or a 
Mobamba. Those are the only real players I could see having that much of an impact for their team. And let's see how Tyron Lu coaches his own team for once. Because obviously you guys know he's been getting carried ever since David Black got fired by LeBron James. I mean, LeBron James has coached that team. You guys see it in the huddles. He literally pushes Tyron Lue out of the way so he could talk to his players. Now, that might be the better option for the Cleveland Cavaliers because LeBron is probably one of the best coaches in the league playing the game. But Tyron Lue, let's see what you do with your own team. Coach it. Let's see if you can turn into a top 10 coach in the NBA. If he does, I could see things happening for the Cavs. But guys, you also have to think about this. Listen to this bench. Alright? This is the bench lineup. So at point guard, they got Colin Sexton, shooting guard, Jordan Clarkson, small forward, Seti Osman, power forward, uh, Larry Nance Jr., and at center, Auntie Zizic or Kendrick Perkins. Um, Yeah, that is just not going to get it done. I think the Celtics' backups are 10 times better than their backups. I really can't see this being great for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, if any of those bench players get hurt, you got guys like O'Carroll White, you got Kendrick Perkins, all these guys that are not going to be able to fill the roles of an NBA player. Um, Cleveland Cavaliers are screwed if any, any injuries happen, and injuries always happen in the NBA. You need depth in the NBA to succeed. My power rankings are really, really, really strongly based off of depth on your bench. Do you have a strong bench? Okay, you can have a Wizards starting five with uh, John Wall, Bradley Beal, Otto Porter, Markeith Morris, and Marcin Quartat like they've been running out past five years. I know he's been traded, but I'm talking about past Wizards teams that have failed because their bench was absolute shit, signing Brandon Jennings from China. Paul Pierce is still look, looking for him, guys, if you haven't been wondering. Uh, I don't think anyone was because Brandon Jennings is a piece of shit. Uh, but, yeah, you got guys like that running off your bench. You're not going to succeed. Cleveland Cavaliers have shit players on their bench. That is why they're going to be shit. And I just can't see it happening. I know you Cavs fans, you guys are expecting another finals run. Okay, LeBron has gotten you four finals runs. He's even won you guys one. It's time to go back to the old Cleveland Cavaliers days where you guys suck every year. You go into the draft and you draft the wrong player. And then you just suck again. That's just the cycle you guys are going to be in. Cleveland Cavaliers, you're my number 22 team. That's going to end the show for us tonight, guys. Thank you guys for listening. If you're a Cleveland Cavaliers fan, I'm sorry. You guys suck. Um, call me, 603-560-4979. If you dis- disagree with anything I just said, call me. Or if you agree, call me. Um, follow my Instagram page, Basket Bros Podcast. I post every day that I have a podcast. And... I tell you guys when I'm posting, and I even do clips of the podcast to get you guys interested and to click my bio. Um, Thank you guys for listening. Uh, You know, give me a follow. Leave a like on this. Maybe even those applause things. I don't know what Anchor does. Uh, Do applause on Apple Music. Subscribe. Just let's just run it up, guys. Thank you guys for listening.